Hello, and welcome back to A Bite Out of Bethel, where food is not just a way of gaining nourishment, but a way of sharing culture, memories, and love. Today's guest is Renee Fast, a well-known Bethelite and a recent inductee into Alaska Women's Hall of Fame. I'm very excited to have you as a guest on the show. Well, I'm thrilled to be here. If I can ask, what is your ethnicity? Um, Greek, German. And what is the dish you'll be talking about today? Um, I'm going to talk about pies. Pies and cobblers. So that could be a lot of different things. For the people that really can't see, she's brought in caramel apple pie, mixed berry cobbler, and juicy cobbler dough? It's Yeah, the, the doughs are important. So I brought both of the doughs that I like to use the most. Very excited to talk about it. I love a pie, especially <laughs> around this time of year. <laughs> exactly. And who taught you how to make these dishes or what gave you the inspiration to really explore into pies? Uh, two different things. Uh, the cobblers and the berry pies, those all came from my grandmother, uh, my German side grandmother, and my mom, because we grew up in Oregon. I grew up in Oregon and lots of blackberries, lots of blueberries, lots of Marian berries. So they were always making pies. But I actually didn't make pies until I got up here. And um, I'm a potter, and one of the things we were doing to raise money for the um, art guild was we had a perfect pie. We started the perfect pie sales. So I made the pie plates, and then I made the pies to go in them, and I had to learn how to make pies to go in them. And then I kept doing it when I was running Saturday markets. I made all the pies for Saturday market. So your mom and your grandma taught you originally, but you didn't start until you made it up here. Is right. that did you return to her recipes when you well, started? Well, um, actually, they never gave me their recipes. I know they made cobblers. My both of them really liked cobblers, and that was my favorite way to eat berry pie berries is in a cobbler with ice cream. Um, so I just kind of went with that. My other grandmother did pie crust, but I mean, I would paid no attention to that until I got up here. And do you have any memories growing up of them either teaching you or about celebrations involving these pies? You know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, we always had lots of pies. And like I said, we grew up in Oregon, so there's lots of berries, cherries, apples, pears. Those were all used in the pies. And um, I was the youngest of four kids and the the only daughter. So um, I was more caught up with keeping up with my brother so I was just a little bit of a tomboy and um she couldn't get me in the kitchen so I didn't I I kind of had to learn on my own but I remember how delicious they were and how much I enjoyed them so I always I'll take a berry pie anytime <laughs> so pear pie sounds delicious <laughs> I like to make pear clafoutes oh what is that it's it's a uh, french pie. Um, mostly it's eggs and um, like heavy cream. And you put the pears down on the bottom and then you pour this heavy egg cream, a little bit of flour in it and, and you cook it and it's like heaven. Wow. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. It's if really you... tasty. <laughs> and growing up, who usually prepared the food in your family? My mom. My mom, except for my dad on Sundays, he always did the breakfast brunch uh, for us, but my mom cooked all the meals, as well as worked full-time. And we lived on a ranch, so, you know, there was lots of stuff. 
what usually did you have growing up on a ranch? Well, um, besides being on a ranch, my dad was a butcher. So um, we had meat with every meal. So, and we had a garden that we grew up with, a big garden, and my mom did lots of canning, and um, I helped her to, I did help her with some of that meat, potatoes, vegetables, and a salad, just about every meal. So, would you consider your cuisine more uh, Greek or German or just like your American? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a. Uh, Pretty much. Although although we did eat, and I don't know how many people did, we used to eat a lot of uh, sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. I like sauerkraut. We had liver and onions. Um, my mom never made um, the head cheese for us because I just none of us could go for it. Or the tongue. She, she grew up eating stuff like that, mm. but uh, didn't serve it to us. <laughs> and now that you are in your own household, who primarily does the cooking? Mostly I do the cooking. Casey is really good at making sandwiches, and he does know how to make spaghetti. So if I'm traveling, he's he's got the sandwiches covered, spaghetti, and he knows how to dial the phone. Sounds perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and what foods do you typically cook now that you make them? A wide variety. I, I um, really like to cook, so I've taken off doing lots of different foods and like to experiment with foods. You know, we just came back from Spain and Portugal, and I'm sure I'm going to be exploring some of um, that cuisine because I really liked it. And um, I just enjoy trying new things. Of course, I'm trying to cut out the calories now that I'm a little bit older. i got to cut the salt and stuff out. So finding things that taste good that are healthy is also important. And before your trip, what was your most recent or favorite cuisine that you got into cooking? Um, I think I've been kind of into doing a, a little more oriental kind of things. We'd been to Cambodia and, and uh, um, Myanmar and, and, and over there and, and love that kind of food. It's quick, it's easy, it's fast, and it's healthy. If you could recommend another dish that you know how to make or that you've had recently, what would it be? I've also gotten into, and this is also because I used to do Saturday markets, is a lot of soups. And I I think I make a pretty good soup. So, And I heard you guys, the last time you had pumpkin soup on here. Yes. It's great. It was, you know, I loved that. That's the kind of thing I like to do, too, just like he was doing, trying all those different kinds of dishes. If I can ask you, how long ago did you move to Bethel? I moved to Bethel in August of 1973. During your transition, were you more interested in, again, continuing the tradition of growing your own plants or growing your own vegetables and things? Like, how was that move from being on a ranch to being in this little community? Well... When I got here, there there were, was there was Swanson's and there was Northern Commercial, which is what AC is. And uh, as a beginning teacher, I didn't have a huge budget, so um, it was tough with fresh stuff. And everybody that lived here then knows that it was. You definitely paid attention to sales. And now with Myers Farm here, it's fabulous because there's there's lots of fresh vegetables all the time. And um, when I built when we got our house, um, we started a small garden. So I always did potatoes and carrots and broccoli and cauliflower in the summer. And we had those a little bit into the fall before they were, we ate them all up. 
that's amazing. Um, <laughs> I really admire people who grow things here because uh, Bev Hoffman was just talking about all the things she grows, and I think that's fantastic. Yeah, she grows a lot. Tim is amazing. I've gone out and toured his farm, and, you know, he grows a lot of stuff. <laughs> How do you think food and community connect? Oh, they absolutely connect. You know, it's because um, I, I work with both the Art Guild and the Art Council, and when we have events— we always plan food in with it because one, it brings people in. Two, it just makes the it makes it much more relaxed, much more family like, much more. Um, I don't know if I want to say wholesome, but it 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 just gives a sense of of connecting. And um, I think food does that. You know, the more things that events that I've thought of for us to do uh, and include have always included food of. Desserts like just desserts, or or you know potlucks, or any of those things. Food is what brings people together, and they share, and they talk, and they visit, and that's what makes your community. That's true, because as far as I know, you've always had a hand in a taste of Bethel, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. we started that, <laughs> you know, and and I'm hoping that 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 the cultural center continues that because talk about showing off the diversity of our community, which is really diverse, and everybody getting an opportunity to taste all of those wonderful dishes that different cultures make up, it is, it's probably one of the funnest things that I've ever done or participated in. You know, it's been great. That's so true because that's mainly why I started this podcast because I do love showing off the diversity of Bethel that you don't really get to see it a lot of times. I've always wanted to say thank you for creating it because it's my favorite event. <laughs> it is. It's fun. <laughs> and, you know, you can't help but go. I'm glad they only serve small portions because <laughs> I got to go around and taste them all. And, you know, there would be too many. Eight, there's, what, eight, 15 to 18 different different ones, and you'd just blow up if you ate them all. <laughs> It's so wonderful. And how do you think your journey in cooking has affected your relationships with others or yourself? I think I think cooking is, has really helped me build friend, my friendships too. Because uh, we will have dinner parties. We'll go. We especially we used to do this. We'd go to like Gourmet Magazine and pick out four or five different recipes and give it to different couples and say, okay, you bring this and you bring this and you bring this. And then we'd all get together and eat it. And it and just a way of sharing lots of different foods. And um, I love to have people over to my house to eat. You know, it's like Sunday dinners with my family is big. I really try to get all of my sons and my when my nieces and nephews were here and my brothers all over to our house and we'd sit down and eat and visit and, and just come together and I think that's really important for families and community. Did that start? I remember you saying that your father used to cook on Sundays primarily yeah. bring the family together. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, we always, well in my family always sat down for dinner. Everybody sat at the table. We all were there when dinner was started. We all ate together every meal uh, every night. You know, that was the time we got together and when my boys were growing up I really tried to make sure that we were all at least one time a day in the same place at the same time and and kind of got to share what we did that day because it just, it just helped, I thought, I hope, I hope it did, make us stronger as a family too. 
so many family bonds are created within recipes and cooking, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, over food. That, yeah. that brings you together. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have anything else that you'd like to share about your pies or anything else, <laughs> let it all out. <laughs> well, uh, i I got to admit I'm the kind of uh, chef that – I don't. I sort of follow a recipe, but I improvise a lot, you know. And um, never be afraid to go beyond the recipe. If you're cooking, you don't have to make it exactly like the recipe. You can explore. So you're an eyeballer, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, hard, I sort of measure stuff. I sort of don't. I sort of follow the recipe. I sort of don't. The berry mixed berry thing. I'll just Whatever I happen to have, or if I, I just I just throw things in, as it should be. <laughs> you can't go wrong with food. I mean, you can. You can. <laughs> I made I've made some disasters, really. Oh, the one I can remember. Everybody in the family kind of did not like the first time I I made these pork chops, and I made some kind of sauce with peanut butter, and it was like, oh no, <laughs> don't ever do this one. <laughs> That's so. <laughs> it was a little bizarre. It was maybe I went one step too far on that one. <laughs> I mean, I could kind of see it: pork, meat, um, peanut butter, peanut butter, yeah. kind of creamy. It was, it was kind of. It was kind of weird. I gotta tell you, it was kind of weird. <laughs> I don't think I really asked, but um, what are your? Where are your parents from? I'm not sure if you traveled around a lot before settling at the ranch, or both of my grandparents on my mom's side. Um, came from Germany, and they came um, just prior to World War One. And um, my grandfather on my dad's side came from from Greece about the same time. So uh, immigrants, strictly immigrants. Um, I'm second generation, so and and proud to be so. And my other grandma, supposedly her connections go all the way back to the Mayflower. So. One with a long history and three very short, uh, escaping the poverty that there was in Europe just before World War One. I'm sure that's why they came. So, yeah, my parents uh, grew up mostly um, strictly West Coast. I've lived in Oregon, California, Washington, Nevada, and Alaska. Straight Very West Coast. West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> As I like to say, the right coast. If you're looking in Alaska, looking down at the map, the West Coast is the right coast. The East Coast is the left. So we're on the right side. <laughs> <laughs> and where has been your favorite place that you've lived, if you remember? Or not if you remember. You clearly remember where you lived. But what has been your favorite place? Well, uh, I got to tell you, Bethel. I mean, I've stayed here this long. I love it here. I've loved. I loved the community, the people, everything about Bethel and Alaska. Um, it it has just been my home since I got here. You know, for the all the all these years. It's. Um, I am not leaving Alaska ever. Amazing. More pies. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite thing about Bethel? Uh, the, the people. Absolutely the people. The, the, um, a, the ability to um, make friends, dear friends, close friends. And um, even though a lot of people, it's very transient here too. I've lost a lot of friends. But if you go anywhere and there's Bethel people, I mean, it's Bethel people. Yeah. When you hook up with them, you know, they're Bethel people. And... Um, 
that's what I've liked about it. And, and also the opportunities. Because, I mean, for example, I did an apprenticeship here at y- KYUK and, and ran, used to run the cameras when they did the news and when they did, um, like, I did the K300, you know, select musher selection several times. I mean, the, the opportunities to do things uh, that you wouldn't be able to do elsewhere are amazing if you just just give it a try. It's true. It's also such a supportive community. It is. Which I adore. Yeah, yeah. There's no limits unless you set them on yourself. Ooh, wait, say that one more time. That made me happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. No limits unless you set them on yourself. Wow. Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a wonderful conversation. Well, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. This has been a bite out of Bethel. Thanks for listening. Let's eat.